Joining me via Zoom today is the director, writer, and editor, and probably about a hundred other things, because that's just how it works in film, friends. From the film, Relax, I'm from the Future, it's Luke Higginson. We're talking to him today because we want to discuss not only the feature film that he just put out, but also the fact that it's going to be screening as part of the Calgary Underground Film Festival on Tuesday, April 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema, as is the case with many, many, I'd say the mass majority of the screenings at Cuff. Uh, what's also exciting is that Luke is going to be in Calgary with that screening to do a post-film Q&A. Uh, so you can ask him all about it after you take the roller coaster ride like I did of checking out Relax. I'm from the future. Luke, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. It's great to be here. Uh, we are very happy to have you. Uh, this film, Relax, I'm from the Future, follows Casper, who's uh, played by Reese Darby. Many people may know him uh, from Friday the Concords or our, uh, was it? Our flag is means danger. Our flag means death. Our flag yeah. means death, yeah, but it's really a cat. It's really a cat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very charming but embarrassingly unprepared time traveler is who Reese plays. Um, but that's very much just the tip of a, a large iceberg uh, there's so much going on in this film that I don't want to ruin anything for people, but I'll let you give the audience a little bit of a taste uh, and some more detail about the plot of this film. And also, too, maybe if you can talk just a little bit about the roots of this film being in a 2013 short film you made of the exact same title. So, yeah, as you said, uh, Relaxing from the Future is basically about Casper, who is a sort of embarrassingly underprepared time traveler who arrives in our time and kind of tries to make a life for himself without having a, a, a real proper plan for himself. He ends up meeting up with uh, Holly, who's sort of the co-lead of the film, who's sort of uh, a disillusioned sort of drifter millennial who, who sort of seizes on this uh, opportunity to uh, sort of work together with this strange person and sort of try and carve out a life for themselves. But that sort of causes some uh, potential complications uh, that uh, you'll have to see the film to find out. The uh, the this film is uh, initially based on a film I made in 2013, a short film that played at TIFF, uh, which was very much a, just sort of a like a five minute one joke premise that I I made with some friends uh, that we shot on a rooftop one afternoon that was just sort of based around this idea of me thinking it was funny for there to be a time traveler with no plan and uh, who sort of would desperately need to unburden himself uh, without trying to change anything. Just that cute was sort of just a cute little idea that people liked the film and uh, I got some nice feedback on. And as I was trying to turn it into a feature over the next sort of bunch of years, it slowly kind of became an outlet for kind of uh, uh, expressing all of my various anxieties and frustrations about my fears about the future and uh, my sort of uh, concerns about what it means to live a life that uh, matters or has any impact or meaning and whether that's possible or whether that is uh, even desirable. And it very much, it went from a sort of a one joke premise to something that, that was surprisingly therapeutic for me writing over the next uh, bunch of years. Well, that's one thing that I like, I really enjoyed about the film, Luke, is that sometimes they get too mired in what's the science and we got to justify how the town traveling is happening and what's mm. going on and it just felt like that was a vehicle in itself to explore these characters and just how deeply flawed and human they really are so 
Talk just a little bit about why you felt that was so much more important. And you thought, oh, this just time traveling will just be a fun convention to like throw in some some interesting things in that. Why did you want to focus so much more on this idea of of the characters as opposed to like, you know, really beating us over the head with the science? Because we just end up accepting that it happens. I, I love all kinds of time travel movies. I, I like the really technical ones. Uh, and, and I like the ones that just sort of use it as a vehicle to sort of explore some other stuff. I mean, first of all, I'm just not smart enough to make the first kind of movie. Like it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that that's my forte, but also I just, yeah, what was interesting about it to me fundamentally, it's, is the sort of the philosophical options it gives you and the opportunities for sort of some dark humor in this idea of sort of accepting uh, that most people live lives that could be viewed as useless or could be viewed as as uh, uh, without uh, without impact, certainly that's something that I felt. That to me was the interesting idea, and I felt like that's people get it. People get time travel as a sort of inherent concept. Uh, I think for this kind of a movie, certainly for a comedy. Getting too lost in those weeds is uh, uh, is not something you want to do, but you want to. There is an internal logic consistency. I'm enough of a nerd that it had to sort of have its own uh, make sense internally. As long as it did that, that was good enough for me. We're speaking on Moving Radio today with Luke Higginson. The film we're talking about is Relax. I'm from the future. Uh, it's screening as part of Cuff on Tuesday, April 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema. And as an added bonus, you're not just going to be able to hear Luke like you are right now. You're going to be able to see him at the screening on the 25th. So we talked a little bit about some kind of the general things about what you wanted to explore and those kind of personal anxieties that really just come out in this story about, you know, traveling to the future. But the core of this film is really between the two characters of Holly and Casper. Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, going through that writing process and finding that balance between the humanity of these characters that you're trying to explore things that even you think about or that you see around you, and then balancing that with some incredibly clever, funny stuff, because sometimes that can be tough to balance the two. It's like, well, okay, there's a bit of humanity, but really you're going to find them entertaining. But that's what I thought you did a beautiful job of is, is really balancing those two things. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I mean, my, my, first priority was I wanted to make a funny movie. I wanted to make a movie that, that, that was enjoyable to watch. I think that's the best way to explore sort of uh, uh, personal demons is to sort of make, make it somewhat palatable to, to explore uh, in the first place. Uh, I'm not, not going to make a dirge, uh, self, self-satisfied uh, or self-pitying dirge. I love comedies. I love funny movies and I love especially funny movies that sort of give you something to think about or something to chew on or something to sort of like connect to emotionally at the same time. I mean, I'm unbelievably lucky that uh, I have Reese Darby as, as the lead of my film. He's one of the funniest people on the planet. The character of Casper is sort of a fun character, but definitely does some sort of uh, questionable things, some things that might test an audience's sympathies. And it was always incredibly important that we cast someone who was inherently very likable inherently very charming who could sort of carry that performance through and sort of make make that character what it needed to be and and uh, i literally could not ask for uh, a better star than reese and actually i just also want to shout out gabrielle graham who who uh, is uh, i think an incredible incredible performer and and is such a different human being from reese on so many levels but the degree to 
which they clicked immediately was was one of the great joys of the process of making this film. I really, I just loved, I loved them together. They got along so well on a level that was sort of separate from having almost anything in common as people, which was really a fun thing to see. Luke, you have done a lot of work as an editor, and this is your first feature film at this Mm -hmm. point as writer-director. How much do you think that the years that you've spent cutting work together has probably influenced your maybe style of writing that you can start to say that you maybe you're feeling like you're getting into, or even your style as a director? How has editing influenced that? Very much so. Yeah. Uh, as you say, I've been a professional freelance editor since 2005. Uh, and I, 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 that is how I think in both the writing process and in the directing process. I, I think about the edit basically all the time. I, I, I think about the ways in and out of scenes, how that's going to play about what I need and what I don't. I think I'm a very, if I have any skill as a director, I think it is sort of based in knowing exactly what I need and not overshooting. I, I think pretty good at pre-planning that stuff. And I, I'm, I'm thinking about that from the very beginning, for sure. Well, it's going to say, um, does it make it easier for you? Because that's kind of like a, a lot of experience you've had is with that, because timing is essential in things like that. In performance, it can come off, but there really is so much to that delicacy of editing scenes like, like that you want to come off as humorous, that it can drop dead if it's cut wrong, right? So did you feel like you're like, Absolutely, oh, yeah. I was already, I've been building towards this over the last 10 years since I've done that short <laughs> before that, right? Yeah, it's still not easy. Making films are very difficult, but like, yeah, I, I think it is uh, an advantage I had. And I, I think that uh, certainly, you know, it's, uh, we, we, we didn't have a big budget. We're, we're a very small movie. We're, we shot in, uh, in only 18 days and we had Reese for 15 of them. And uh, uh, it's a complicated movie in a lot of ways. And uh, uh, it was an incredibly rushed shoot, but an incredible crew. And that knowing and thinking about how I was going to cut it was, I think, essential to it being feasible to, to shoot it in that amount of time. Absolutely. Also, we did, again, uh, sort of the magic of having Reese Darby is, uh, he, is uh, he is an improv comedian sort of by, by nature and by training. And uh, so that was obviously something I'm going to encourage if I have one of the best improvers in the world in my film. Like, I'm, I'm not so precious about my script that I'm going to throw that away. Uh, when Reese was cast, we actually uh, changed our strategy slightly for, for shooting. And we ended up with uh, two cameras for a lot of scenes to be able to sort of lean into, particularly in the scenes with Catherine and Holly, their, their banter together and be able to sort of keep the fun improv moments that, that Reese brought to it and sort of like uh, uh, capitalize on those. That, that was sort of uh, uh, an essential part of, of, of the planning of the film that sort of evolved as we uh, sort of cast it and put it together. We're speaking with Luke Higginson today. We're talking about the film Relax, I'm from the Future. Screening is part of Cuff. You can catch on a Tuesday, April 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema. Check out under Calgary Underground Film Fest. Uh, .org in order to find out more information and to get tickets. Do you, do you feel like there's ever any moment where there's a push-pull between the writer side, the director side, and the editor side? Like, do you have to, at different times, let one side of that brain kind of win, even though the writer's like, oh, no. Like you just said, you know, let it go. The words are precious, but they're not that precious. You know, do you have, or like, sometimes you're like, I got, you got to speed up. You got to shoot this differently. Like, 
do you feel like you're always kind of balancing out between that? And does it ever feel like it becomes a little difficult to deal with that? Or are you like, that actually helps me prepare even stronger to be this person handling all three jobs? Uh, I mean, it, it certainly has its own challenges. I, I think I'm pretty pragmatic in terms of whatever thing I am doing at the moment. The, the focus and the priority is sort of what we need to make it work in the moment. So, you know, if, if on set, uh, a line isn't working or Reese comes up with something better, we throw it out and we go with the thing that's better and we move forward with that. Like, uh, and in editing, there's a couple of things that, that we shot that I, that I loved that I had to cut out because it wasn't, it was affecting the flow of the film. It wasn't landing the way it was supposed to. It was taken as a whole. And, and it's sort of definitely the writer part of me and the director part of me was sort of, but I love that part. I need to keep it. But <laughs> I, I, I think I'm pretty good at being harsh to the other versions of me. If, if, if it's what the project needs, if it's what the film requires. Yeah. I can only assume that probably one of your sounding boards when it comes to that kind of stuff is your producer, Tim Dorian, who uh, not only uh, is your producer, but I believe he played future man in, <laughs> in the film itself there. <laughs> also too, you've had a, a long relationship with him. Before we kind of got uh, talking, I was talking about rock, paper, scissors, and how I'd seen that at the Edmonton International Film Festival a long time ago, or maybe not so long ago. I don't know. It's a blur at this point. <laughs> and Gravy Channel was like, wow, it's like he's got this working relationship that goes back plus 10 years uh, with this individual. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of that relationship, especially for yourself as a first-time feature director, even though you've got a lot of experience in making film, taking on all that pressure all those jobs and wearing all those hats how important is that relationship to have with somebody like a producer like tim it's completely essential uh yeah it's so great you know that film yeah rock paper scissors was basically my first editing credit out of out of film school and and i met him tim in april and tim Dora in april mullen and they shot that film for a song i edited it for a song and and uh it, it sort of launched all of our careers in, in a really cool way and i've just been close with them ever since them and their company Wango Films. I've done a lot of work with them. They're good friends of mine. We're very close. This whole project came together uh, when I was editing one of their other films, a film from a few years ago called Wander. And while we were cutting it, Tim had seen and liked my short film. And when he heard that I had written a feature uh, based on it, he, he wanted to see it. He wanted to read it and he liked it. And for me, even as an editor, the concept of I've, I've edited a bunch of films, I've edited a bunch of TV, but the sort of pipeline of taking a script and t- turning it into a thing that you're shooting, anything beyond just taking a couple thousand dollars out of your own pocket to do it is seemed an impossible mountain to climb to me, seemed a sort of an, a, a mysterious, unattainable thing. And Tim and, and Wango Films in general are just magic workers. They are, they are capable of they work wonders. They get scripts in hand. They talk to the right people. They charm the right people. They are uh, they are phenomenal people. A good producer, if you're a first-time filmmaker, if you're any kind of filmmaker, but but certainly if you're a first-time filmmaker, is I think absolutely essential. You you need to have that person who can do the things that you are not adept at or not sort of uh, experienced at, so you can do the thing that you are ostensibly good at. Also, just as a creative producer, Tim was integral in giving notes to the script. He was integral in the editing room. Like it, It's very much a partnership. As you say, it's very special that I've known him for so long and that I've 
worked with those guys for so long. It's, uh, it's something that means a lot to me. The film we're talking about today is Relax, I'm from the Future. Our guest, Luke Higginson. We've been talking about the film because it's going to be screening at the Calgary Underground Film Festival on Tuesday, April 25th at 6.30 p.m. at the Globe Cinema. And Luke will be in attendance post-screening to answer all your questions and have a very deep conversation about the film uh, that, uh, you know, you all... Everyone has already seen, so they can get really into the weeds about it. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, you know, I'm the only one that's seen this film uh, in our audience right now, probably. But you never know. You never know. Hey, Luke, mm-hmm. I know there's some social media stuff out there. Like, uh, I know there's a, there's a Facebook page that I found and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is there any other way that people maybe who are listening to this now and, and didn't have a chance to see it at Calgary and maybe are, are looking to find it, like, where are they going to be able to maybe find that little bit of extra information about the film? And uh, and maybe when it's either going to come to VOD or something else like that, or iTunes or whatever it might be. You can certainly follow me on Twitter or Instagram. On Twitter, I'm Luke Cuts Video. And on Instagram, I'm Borrowed Time Media. Also, you can just look up Wango Films uh, or Relax Time from the Future. Uh, uh, we're going to be posting a lot more. We are getting a, a, an official release. We should be playing at least briefly in theaters, which I'm very excited about later this year. And uh, yes, uh, I will be incessant and annoying about it online uh, uh, for, for a while leading up to it. But yeah, uh, you can follow, follow any of those places and you will hear from me, I promise. Now, don't feel bad, Luke. I'm here to listen, so it's okay. Luke, thank you, so, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Really appreciate it. Love the film. I really encourage people to go and check it out, uh, whether it's in Calgary or somewhere else. No, this was great. I really appreciate it.